0: The wait is over. The Walking Dead is back. Don't miss the extended 10th season featuring six new episodes, each focused on different favorite characters. Get ready for high-stakes showdowns, emotional reckonings, and more info about your favorite Walking Dead survivors. Start watching the latest season today and catch new episodes of Season 10 early with AMC+. From season binges and exclusive content to early access to new episodes, the best Walking Dead experience is only on AMC+. Plus. Get lost in the Walking Dead universe today. Available ad-free and free and on demand. Sign up at amcplus.com. AMC Plus. Only the good stuff. The blast from our past network. Hello, and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pluck out a movie, rewatch it, and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade, and welcome back. Watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again But it's been so many years since you last saw it And now you show it to your friends and they're like What? What am I watching? Why? Th- what, what? This? Why? what? Why? Why this film? And I'm joined today by Dermot. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello, Emily. Hello, everybody.
0: Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And your chosen movie is Jaws, Mm. 1975. Mm -hmm. The IMDb breakdown. When a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community, it's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. Obviously based on the book by Peter Benchley, and I think he wrote the screenplay as well. Mm. Why this film?
1: Why this film? Um because it's just one of the greatest films ever made. And really? I saw it when I was 11 years old, at, uh, I know, years ago, in the last, uh, about 200 years ago. How did uh,
0: you, uh, did, Nightmares?
1: Did you have nightmares? Did I have nightmares? <laughs> uh, not as many as I thought I would, to be honest, but uh, yeah. it was an A. When it came out, it was an A. In those days it was, uh, there was U, A, double A, and X, instead of U, PG, PG-12. 15 and 18 uh, and Jaws just uh, they managed to release it as an A I thought it would have been an AA but yeah
0: because at the cause end of the movie it came up with the PG rating like certificate yeah, which, and I literally like flipped the table I was like what? Yeah. how is this movie a PG?
1: well that uh, the, the rating that comes up at the end of the film of course is the old American one which is yeah. the PG rating so uh, children of any age could go in as long as they were accompanied by an adult
2: and ridiculous.
1: that's how it worked in the States. Whereas here, um, it was, it was different. Um, I think A's, yeah, A, you were allowed to go in as kids, uh, because I know lots of films that I used to go and see with, uh, with my friends or on my own, uh, mm-hmm. were A certificates. So we used to go in, uh, Close Encounters, I think was an A, uh, another film that I watched again and again and again at the <laughs> cinema. Um, it was an A. I went with my father, um, we were meant to go with my older brother but he went to see, he snuck off and went to see it during the week without us uh-huh. and my dad was really <laughs> annoyed um, anyway we went along to see it uh, it took it had been on at Preston for a long while because in those days it came out in in 75 in the States came out in 76 over here Or mm-hmm. well, by the time it got to Preston it was 1976 <laughs> and it played for God knows how many weeks because we only had yeah. uh, I think th- in those days, I think we only had three cinemas in Preston. The ABC, the Odeon mm. 1 and 2, and the Ritz. And the Ritz shut down, I think, before Jaws. Mm. So there was possibly only two big cinemas. So you can imagine a, a whole area like Preston uh, with just two cinemas. They used to sell out all the time. Yeah. Um, and you would, they'd be on for week after week after week. And so for, for Jaws, my dad took me along on a Saturday morning. I think it was we got to see it. It was one of the early shows. The place was packed, oh. and I was glued to, to it from start to finish. I'd only seen certain adverts on TV, and to be honest, I didn't really know what all of it was about. Yeah. Until of course my brother came home from seeing it and told us the entire film.
2: <laughs> oh
1: my God! Even though my me dad, me, me dad said, "Don't, don't, don't, don't spoil it for us." And then my brother, and then right at the end, uh, Uh. and he just blurted it out. Um, So, yeah, we went along to see it, and I remember it because, specifically, I was sat on one side of my dad, and there was two little kids sat next to my dad on on his left-hand side with another family. And it got to the bit where the head pops out Uh of the boat, and my dad jumped. My dad wasn't an easy man to scare. In the slightest. And he leapt out of his seat. But one oh, of the main wow. reasons was the little kid who was next to him turned around and sank his teeth in my dad's arm. And so like grabbed onto him. So my <laughs> dad was like, Jesus! Yeah, you know, <laughs> leapt, leapt out of his seat. That's a kind of reaction, to be fair.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd never seen my ja- dad uh, so frightened in all my life. And yeah. the other thing was, briefly though, as I say, I can talk for hours. My dad was in the merchant navy. And uh, for years, you know, he just swam hap- happily in the sea. Wherever we went, whether it was the sea, he would swim as far out as he could. And, of course, when it got to uh, the bit about the USS Indianapolis yeah. that Robert Shaw's talking about, uh, it hit home with my dad because he was in the Merchant Navy at the end of the Second World War. And uh-huh. one of the jobs that they had to do was to go in and collect uh, any of the uh, army or navy mainly naval uh, uh, officers not just officers you know uh, the Navy from I'm waffling now um, from ships that had either been hit or they were prisoners of war that had been released and they were collecting all these uh, these sailors and my dad's job basically was to babysit them because some of them were in such a terrible state they used to throw themselves overboard Oh and, and of course, the other thing was, he used to turn up in waters and collect them out of the water. Well, of course, as soon as my dad heard the tale of the USS Indianapolis, it absolutely petrified him because he suddenly realized shit, all those years. Oh, pardon for my language. But oh, no, uh, he said, uh, oh, that's all right. Uh, there'll be a lot from me. <laughs> um, he just thought all those years that he'd been jumping in the water. And without a care in the world. Without a care in the world. And there could have been all these yeah. sharks. And literally it stopped him from swimming oh, in the sea man. for a good couple of years. You know, but he—he, he, I think because of his love of the sea and the Merchant Navy and the fact that we didn't have... not going into too much detail. Me and my dad were a bit poles apart growing up. But it was one thing that we had in common was film. So, of course, when we came out of the cinema... My dad talked and talked and talked, and just to me, which was wonderful. Aww. It was just to me, which was wonderful. You know, in the car, and when we got home, uh, there was a the only me and my mum and dad were having tea. My brother was off out; I think he was working. My sisters, I think, were at teacher training college by then. So there was just the three of us at home uh, for that evening, and my mum had made it stupidly. I don't know why I remember this, but my mum had made potato croquettes and I'd never had potato croquettes before. So they always remind me of Jaws. Yeah. And I always, I always remember just sitting down eating these potato croquettes, being absolutely knackered from watching this film and my dad just talking about it and talking about it and talking about the Navy and talking about his experiences and everything. And it just the whole film, it was just a perfect day with, with me and my dad, which didn't always happen. I would yes. have to say. It didn't always happen. Oh but that day God. was was terrific. And I also remember that we got home. It was tea time. I had my potato croquettes. I was 11 years old. I went to bed. I was so exhausted from watching <laughs> the film. I just went to bed to sleep because I was knackered. I had an early night, uh-huh. which I never do. But, yeah. What was the question again? Sorry, I waffle. That's amazing. <laughs> no, that's so I did cool. today, I like a Proust mm. moment.
0: Like, you... You watch Jaws, and you can taste potato croquettes. Like that's that's really lovely. Yeah. That's so cool. I and always think as soon as I see a potato is,
1: croquette,
0: you think of a yeah. predator Well, this reel is it. Great white
2: shark.
1: Well, yeah, that's so yeah. That's good. the thing. That's the thing. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I mean, a lot of a lot of my experiences with film, a lot of the films that I've seen, uh, come from the fact that um, Ooh, dogs barking comes from the fact. Yeah. that... Is that me?
2: No, I was, saying, I, I was just
1: thinking. I was just going to say I don't have a dog, um, but uh, was I? I, yeah, a lot of the films that I, I saw as a child, because of course this was the sixties, seventies, there was no video recorder, and I think I may have put in the email that I've, uh, I've, I sent to you about it that there was no video recorder. So if you wanted to see a film more than once, you had to do what what we did, which was go to the cinema, watch the film, and when it had finished sneak out of the auditorium into the gents' toilet and hide there until the lights went down again. Then you come out and watch it. I watched uh, Sweeney 2 three times in one day. Sweeney 2 three times in one day because of that. And that was a double A, and I wasn't allowed in the cinema, but I snuck in oh and, and did it. And did the same with Close Encounters. Watched Close Encounters uh, about three times a day for two days. And the same with Spy Who Love Me not every Amazing. film of course and i'm yeah, not proud yeah, yeah. of the fact that you know i i, I snuck in and hid <laughs> but i, had I was a kid away
0: with it, i would have done but like they were oh, so yeah. strict on us like so strict yeah. but my dad came out of jaws and then immediately went in to see jaws again yeah um, that's what
1: people used to do that's yeah. what people used to do i did that with uh, with roger rabbit as well yeah i'm a huge huge bob hoskins fan absolutely <laughs> my favorite film is long good friday and he, he was just the greatest thing to me. Yeah. Um, when I, I went to see Roger Rabbit and I saw it three times in Amazing. the day, I came out, queued up again. Because, of course, yeah. if the film was quiet, you could hide in the toilets. There was mm-hmm. no problem. If it was a busy film, then no, yeah. you couldn't. You had to come out <laughs> and queue up back again. Out. So, yeah. So, for yeah. Roger Rabbit, I, I queued three times in one day for that. Amazing. But for Jaws, I just remember it being. Because also, it was just perfect. briefly, well, it was it was a perfect film. It was. The perfect film for the cinema um, because it was just a great experience of everybody sitting there and screaming at the same time and laughing at yeah. the same time because there is a lot of very good humour. Spielberg made yeah. sure that there was good humour in it. And also the, um, I know because I'm a bit of a geek, I know that you mentioned Peter uh, Benchley, whose book it's mm-hmm. from, uh, which is a good book as well. I don't know if you've read the book. So Have I've you read the book to at read all?
0: The Book of Jaws about four times and I get to the Mm. bit in like page three where Chrissy Watkins puts her hand down and like feels the like
1: feels the the nub
0: flesh of her foot and I'm like (laughs) put it down
1: yeah oh Oh, you should persevere Um, yeah I think I think he uses the word nub
0: yeah yeah it's
1: I I
2: loved it
0: I was quite because my sister is obsessed with sharks she went through a real phase where she just sharks were her life and they still are to an extent um the whole of the bathroom door was just full of shark facts and so of course she came to jaws very young and very quickly and she read the book she's where she was reading like hannibal and jaws when she was like 11 and it's like what are you doing um, so I tried to read yeah. it, and I was like, gross, and put it down. Yeah. Um, back to my princess books. And yeah. <laughs> so she read Jaws. She doesn't like the movie because it's not like the book, mm. but also she does like the movie because it's still a movie of Jaws. Yeah. Um, she's just like, eh, they miss out so much, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, welcome to adapting books to yeah. movies. <laughs> like, that's it's what happens. True. It's and, very true. Um, so she's seen Jaws like 12 times. Mm. I had... I had never ever really watched Jaws properly until last night and I made sure I turned all the lights off and I like focused on it and I was like I'm gonna watch Jaws because I watch a lot of like top 100 scariest things top 100 scary movies top 100 scary moments and without a doubt number three in the top five there is always Jaws and For years, having not watched this movie and only ever seeing the bit where he's throwing the charm and the shark comes up and, oh, look, the head comes down into the ship and Spielberg made a point of putting it in there. And I was like, why the fuck is this fish movie in the top horrors between The Exorcist and The Shining, which also isn't scary. Like, I was a twat. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get Jaws. Like, what's so great about Jaws? It looks really boring. Because also, I have watched every ghost shark, two-headed shark attack, shark in venice all of those shitty Mm. shark movies i'm Mm. like a connoisseur so i'm like i don't want a shark movie where it's about like themes and metaphors and people talking just give me a shark coming out of a coffee cup and eating someone Ah. so i was very much like this isn't the kind of shark movie for me and then i sat down and i watched it last night and obviously it is an incredible movie Like, it is so well-structured and paced Mm -hmm. and acted. And it's so funny and it's so scary. I was screaming. I'd seen that head come out of that ship Mm. so many times on, like, clip shows. And yet, with the atmosphere that Spielberg builds and the tension and the music and the way Uh. it just slowly comes into view, Mm. I screamed. Like, I literally screamed out loud. And I was just so happy with how... Well, this movie lived up to its expectations and Mm -hmm. I don't mind a plastic shark. I actually think if it's physically there and chomping down on you, that's just as scary as a real life shark kind of thing. Um, But you mentioned how this time round you noticed something that you'd never noticed before. Yeah. What was that?
1: Yeah, it was very briefly and I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. (laughs) I agree with you because I just want to say I'm so glad that Spielberg Didn't do with George what George Lucas did with Star Wars, and he didn't recut it, and he didn't put in a CGI shark for Mm -hmm. the fortieth anniversary or anything like that. Yeah, it did look a bit tacky when it jumps up on the on the side, and the mouth is going yeah, 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 Yeah. kind of thing. But it's still effective. It's still effective. And when it swims past the boat. Plus with the, 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 the John Williams music that goes with it. But I'm, I'm, exactly. um, well one of the reasons why you don't see the shark a lot is because the, he decided to make it a bit more like Hitchcock. But he was so aware of the fact that it looked a bit shined, he thought the best way was not to show it. And so you he, he build up different things. Yeah,
0: Genius decision, because when those three yellow barrels pop up out of the water, say, yeah. I screamed again. Yeah. Three barrels coming out of the water, and yeah. I was petrified.
1: Well, this is it. Genius yeah he 's an absolute genius and also when he when he uh, the two uh, men that go that try and catch it off the, off the uh, the harbor and he pulls the port away and it it goes off with the shark and then it turns around and it all comes back again yeah. and you just think, oh my god that 's amazing because you don 't see it at all you don 't know how big the shark no. is you don 't know what it looks like, you just see and even the debris
0: the bit where the kids are playing in the bay and they 've mm. just been duped by the children in the sea and yeah. then the shark comes in the bay and you it doesn't come out of the water but you just no. see it coming yeah. towards the man under yeah. the water yeah. i was like oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. like and you hear about jaws everyone's always like oh it made me scared to have a bath let alone yeah. go into the
2: ocean
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like fucking idiots i don't want to <laughs> now yeah. no i wouldn't go no i wouldn't see again no
1: no, <laughs> like, no don't you blame you God. yeah <laughs> don't blame you especially in this warm weather yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, I wouldn't, I, yeah, it, it would put you off. When you mentioned the, uh, uh, the bit in the bay with the kids, um, that is the, the scene where I, I noticed this glaring mistake. And it's ah. when the first woman turns round and sees the, the shark fin, which of course is the false one, but she doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. She sees it. Behind her is the yellow uh, inflatable with the old man and his two kids. His two grandchildren, who and they've just been made to go in the water by the mare. Yeah. So you've got them. So of course there's this great reaction from the woman about to say shark. She screams. It immediately cuts to another man looking at the shark, going uh, but with the same yellow dinghy and man and two kids behind, and the woman oh, disappears man. completely. And I just thought, <laughs> "Hang on a minute, how did that? Wait how did that minute. happen?" It was just I a glaringly been, uh, really, really bad bad yeah. cut. And I just thought, yeah. that's it. I've got to throw it in the <laughs> bin now, but no I didn't. But I just thought after all these years of watching it, I never noticed. Mm. I never ever noticed. Having it's said so that, funny. and the good thing is, all these years of, never, of of never noticing stuff, watching it again, I suddenly realized just how lovely Amity is, because there's a scene where when he's at the yeah. beginning where he's driving to the beach, well I'm just thinking, "Oh, it's really lovely. Yeah, it I'd never really noticed nice. it before, because I'm so Ugh. Yeah, every time I watched <laughs> yeah. it. But this time I was sat with my notepad taking little notes.
2: about things. <laughs> but,
1: uh, but yeah, but this is it. I mean yes, it's a big wobbly rub, rubber shark. But it's yeah brilliant. and it works it, effectively. It
0: is, it does, and like I liked seeing I liked waiting for the last five minutes of the movie to see this hmm. shark. And hmm. like um the anticipation made it scarier and then hmm. as I say, like I I'm scared of everything, so I'll give myself that. But like I always say, if something's physically there, that it, no matter what it is, like whenever people used to go around the London Dungeon, which I used to work at, All right. and you'd be dressed up and you're like, whatever, yeah. and you'd come around the corner and you know it's a 21-year-old actor in a shit costume, having done their own makeup. But with the lights and the sounds and the dark long corridors and you turn the corner and they're there, it's scary. It doesn't Mm. matter that it's stupid, it is still frightening. And if that
2: Mm.
0: fucking enormous rubber head of a shark was bashing a cage that I was in, regardless Mm. of the fact that it was plastic... I'd still be like, please yeah. stop this. This is yeah. horrible.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean, it was a hell of a size to begin yeah. with. Even though it was a rubber shark, it was a hell of a size. Uh, so, Well, also, I mean, because the lovely thing about the, the cage as well is the, that it's intercut with the the, the uh, document, documentary footage that the, the tailors took. So he was yeah. quite good at being able to, to use that footage in okay, case so the size of the shark changed a couple of times. <laughs> But the fact that you know they've they've got the the bit where the shark's on top of the cage thrashing around, so effective, scared the life so out of me.
2: Good, yeah,
1: oh, yeah.
0: I was, I was yeah. like, bloody hell, that's a real shark, and that's really oh. terrifying the way it's moving. Because yeah. yeah. um, sharks can look quite sweet, actually. Real mm. life sharks can look yeah. quite friendly because they've yeah. got this like perpetual smile or whatever. Well,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, that but was really really are. frightening mm. how it was moving. Oh yeah. And um, my mom at that point was like every time the shark appeared they played that music they barely played that music what's going on I don't yeah. what, like what and I was like yeah but mum it's like how everyone does for psycho E-e-e-e. that's not yeah. what you actually hear like no. it's not what actually happens but mm. that she had a point in that I was expecting mm. an almost old a, a really shit horror trick where it's like something's gonna happen you can tell by the music they don't do that they're just like uh, and it's a shark. Anyway, he's a music now. And you're
1: like fuck <laughs> It's true. It's, it's got the true Yeah, the the way he, he he filmed it, I mean Spielberg did a a brilliant job. I mean he wasn't the first choice. There was a couple of other directors yeah. uh, picked beforehand and one of the directors that they got rid of was because he kept on talking about a giant whale <laughs> yeah. every time, just this giant whale. So like well you can't, can't even get, get shark me. right, so he's not gonna direct <laughs> yeah, this. And then Spielberg the kept yeah and Spielberg came in, and with the the fact that he decided, I mean, yes, he did take a lot of the, the book and throw it away to some extent. There's no affair between uh, Hopper Which, and uh, and that's the Brady's thing that wife. My
0: sisters always like me, me, me. They cut out the affair to try and make it a PG rating. I yeah. was like, also though, I don't give a shit about Brady's yeah. wife. Like, no yeah. offense, no. but it's a perfectly two-hour mm. movie, and. There are three characters that you have to get yeah. in there and make us care yeah. about. Um, yeah. They do a really good job. If they'd started dicking about on shore when mm. they should have been on the water, I'd have been like, yo, there's a shark. Why are we caring yeah. that Brody's yeah.
1: marriage is falling apart? Like- yeah, precisely. I, I agree. And as a kid, I would have found that boring as well. Yeah. So they would have lost all the younger, younger people <laughs> yeah. watching. But also the other thing, I mean, Spielberg has said that he took that out because at the end of the day, he didn't want... That would have taken over the conflict on the boat between the three men. It would have been yeah. Floyd, Hopper and Brody fighting each other just, to, just over a woman when they should over be woman, joining together. Really fight, yeah, they should be fighting over the shark. Anyway. Yeah, so he, he took all that out. Peter Benchley did three drafts of the film. Hardly any of it was used. Uh, it was given to Carl uh, Gottlieb, who, uh, was it, who was playing the... Um, he's not the MERS sidekick, but he's, he's one of the townsfolk, and he's got a few lines in it. And he rewrote the majority of it. There's also a couple of people that came in to, to, to write stuff which have gone uncredited. Uh, but Carl Gottlieb, uh, Gottlieb I, pres- I think that's how you pronounce his name. I was call him Gottlieb, because as a kid, seeing that name up on the screen, but I, I think it's, it's Gottlieb. Um, he put in the humour, and he would take the actors out for lunch with Spielberg, and get them to improvise. So things like, you're going that's to need a really bigger cool. boat, is actually a Roy Schneider line, that he came out with as a joke.
0: Yeah, that's mental,
1: because that's um, the line yeah. from well, that's the, that's the Yeah, that's the line that everybody knows, but Peter Bentley mm. gets credited for it now. Uh, and also uh, for, for Quinn's speech about the, Indi- uh, the Indianapolis, yeah. uh, I think John Milius was one of the people, who, who co-wrote that speech, nice. and then it was given to Robert Shaw, who rewrote it himself, because he was a playwright.
0: Oh, and you've so got this cool.
1: absolutely beautiful... I mean, it just changes the the whole pace of the film.
0: Oh, my God. I was watching it, and yeah. I was like, I want to do this for, like, a self-tape, but the trouble is mm. it's so iconic now with mm. who delivers it and how they deliver it and where they deliver it. Because, again, oh. I was going to say earlier, they, um, I've heard so many times the, like, shark's eyes, it's like a doll's eyes, black... Until it bites you, and then they turn what Like I've heard yeah. that so many times, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 jaws, mm. doll's eyes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch the movie, and I'm like, oh mm. my god, these people! Like, I, I had no idea of the mm. context of the monologue. I yeah. had no. I thought they also made up the Indianapolis. No, no. I was like, that's cute. And then I googled mm. it, and I was like, that's tragic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this <laughs> oh, is it. God. Yeah, this is it. And it, it, it's a very. Because of that, you know, they'd, they'd done the research. They'd, mm-hmm. you know, they'd put that in, and you, you, you don't know why they put it in. And then suddenly, when you watch it, I don't know about you, but me as a kid, I f- completely forgot about the shark. I was listening to this man's story yeah. about, about the war and about sharks, I completely forgot that there were three of them out there trying to catch this giant shark. Yeah. And as you said before about the barrels, you know, when he's finished th- the story, they start singing "Show Me the Way to Go Home." Yeah. And next thing, poof, you yeah. just see this bar- barrel come out of the water, and you think, "Oh shit, oh, yeah, yeah, the shark! <laughs> oh shit, and it's found them." <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of thing. And it just Literally. it takes the, the film on a whole new gear change. Same as when they the the leaving to go and get the, the uh, hunt the shark down. And they go through the big jaws, uh, skeleton jaws.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, at the window. And it's as if it's, that's the first half of the film finished. Yeah. It's like a perfect closing. And then you're on to the... For the rest of the film, it's just the three of them.
0: We're out in the scene. And yeah. this thing, I, I didn't realise that. Because I knew Jaws was about three men on a boat. Mm. And so I was like, oh, three three men on a boat. That's not going to be mm. fun, is it? No, no. Men, white men on a boat. Ugh. And... Um,
1: yeah, precisely. The
0: last, like, for the two-hour movie. It's only like the last half an hour that's like the third act, which is them mm. on the boat hunting the shark, and all the stuff up until that. And I knew, I knew that, it, that one of the greatest insults in the world is to be compared to the mayor from Jaws. Like, there's a joke about it in the 2016 Ghostbusters, and it's like, "Don't be like the mayor from Jaws." And um, I never really got it. And then I watched Jaws, and I was it's like,
2: yeah.
0: "Is this man?" the biggest villain in all of cinema? Yes, I think yeah. he is. Why is he not on yeah. the top 100 villains list? Maybe he is, but mm. why is he not in the top, like, 10? Like, yeah. if the shark from Jaws is one of the best mm. monsters, the mayor from mm. Jaws is one of the best uh, monsters yeah. in terms of villainy. Like, mm. my God, did it scream of, mm. like, everything relevant. Like, so, I think mm. someone in the room even said, they were like, why, if you knew there was a shark, why would you still go on holiday to the beach? And I was like, well, Mum, if you knew there was a deadly virus, but the government hadn't necessarily made you stop going to the pub, would you still go to the pub? Why, yes, humanity would, it turns out.
1: Yeah, it will. I mean, yeah, I was was thinking the same uh, watching it, just the the fact that, God, nothing changes. I mean, yes, this is about a shark, and all the saying is... You know, just close the beach for for just, a while. Just, just
0: act, make the hard yeah. decisions early. Yeah. Go into lockdown before yeah. the death toll rises. Yeah, but instead but you won't.
1: got now you got somebody immediately. But but we rely on this, and yeah. we, I want my money, and I have to have my money and everything. Yeah. And it's like that all the way until after the boating park incident, where he's at the hospital and the nurse saying, "You know, my son was was there." Oh, yeah. oh, So it matters now. Yeah, now. It now, matters. now that your son nearly got Act, eaten. Now. With yeah. how big
0: a dickhead this guy was, I mm. sat there and I was like, "Was he? Or are you just coming up with like a line for the headlines to make you look sympathetic?" Well, like yeah. I didn't even believe him. And my yeah. sister was like, "No, you have to take this movie at face value sometimes. Like yeah. his son was there." Yeah. And I was like,
1: yeah. "Oh, okay,
0: fair." Yeah, but that like, was the thing. But like, of course, like it took that before. Mm someone was yeah. Like, well yeah I mean, precisely I mean. but
1: even, even when he's at the hospital because it's, it's Murray Hamilton I believe that, that played the man. and he's brilliant because I, I, really I, I always when you get somebody who is evil and you really really hate them
2: but that that's a sign of a good
1: actor yeah, yeah but you just think that's a good performance because yeah. when he's at the hospital and he's murmuring to himself like About, smoking, and yeah, shaking. and also oh, that's the other thing. People smoking at the hospital, I've forgotten you could <laughs> I was do like that. I know <laughs> oh, it was very 70s, Every even the nurses are smoking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but it's wonderful. But you, you've got the, the mayor trying to think of what to say to the press. And like, yeah, well, I'll just say this because, yeah, they'll understand that because that's what I... I was just doing my job. Just doing my job by letting yeah. people go in the water. And also the, the thing is, you know, is, it's when the, the kid's mother comes over and, and hits Sheriff Brody in the face.
2: Yeah. Why
1: isn't she hitting the mare in the face? Yeah. Why isn't she hitting somebody else in the face? No, that because they think... Automatically, they think, oh, it's Sheriff Brody. It's and just fault. quickly, going back to that point about the mother, uh, as a kid watching the film, You, Well, I just thought there was no way in the world that an adult was going to take me to see a film where a child was going to be killed.
0: So brutally as well. Yeah, so
1: brutally. And you just think, as a kid, now, kids don't get it. Kids never get get hurt. Oh, God. You know, next thing, he's just in this big fountain of red...
2: Explosion of blood. Yeah, that. and
1: screaming his head off and everything. And he, you just think, God... The the next time I saw anything as uh, shocking as that, I would say, is the ice cream van scene in a, uh, Assault and Precinct 13 by John Carpenter, which if you've never <laughs> seen, I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> but you have to watch because I watched it and remember, it's in the first five minutes of the film, I think, and I just... It, ice cream van, something happens, and I just thought, oh, my oh, God, wow. if they're going to do that five minutes <laughs> into the this film, what's the perfect. rest of the film going to be like? Yeah. So Literally. as a kid, that just frightened me more because I just thought,
0: you're not safe. Shit. Yeah, Asian you're not, nobody's safe. Normally kids are safe, safe. Yeah, kids safe and they're not. And they keep doing that. They keep being like, um, oh look, the promiscuous woman has been punished yeah. as yeah. film law goes. And you're like, yeah. tick, Chrissy was destined to die. Sorry, yeah. her, but you're naked and it's yeah. the 70s. So yeah. off the <laughs> hell we go. Um, and, Precisely. And then it's a dog because, of course, yeah. it's a horror. You have to kill the dog to indicate that something yeah. bad is happening. He's the yeah. first sacrifice, usually. Pippin'
1: the dog, yeah.
0: And then what's so great is that there's so many children out there mm. at the time. And you know that one of them's on the yellow lilo. And you know mm. that the, there's an importance there because you've met his mom.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the shark comes and you're like, they're not actually going to kill the kid though, because this is yeah. like a yeah, I think a he's going to swim past, of, like kid yeah. or whatever. And then, as you say, like explosion yeah. of child chunks into yeah. the ocean.
1: Yeah, that's it. And and the kid being dragged horrific, under.
0: Because it's not really something that's shown either, but it's really scary. Like whenever mm. they do the like oh scary bits from Jaws,
1: mm. um,
0: kind of clips. Um, but then when the mom like comes yeah. down to the sea and is like calling for her child, I was like.
2: Yeah this is
0: horrible like he's dead like that's her child and Mm. he has been eaten Mm. in front of everybody like i almost wanted her to be a bigger i expected her i expected her to make a dramatic entrance in black i thought Mm. it was going to be during the town meeting but the dramatic entrance went to somebody else instead but i was like this is just calling out for a dramatic entrance (laughs) who's it gonna be yeah Um, but it was quinn or whatever his name is but um
1: yeah, Quinn with his nails yeah. on the blackboard yeah. is even better. <laughs>
0: when he's drawn the picture of the shark, yeah. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, did oh. you
1: make yourself? Yeah. He's
0: like spent the whole time doing that, and then like, yeah. when he's ready, he did the nails yeah. on the blackboard. Yeah,
1: nobody noticed him, so like, get in behind them and start drawing away. away. Uh, big shark. <laughs> so funny little kid in the mouth that was yeah.
2: something that I was like yeah. dumb <laughs> yeah, but I liked but, it yeah it well
1: this is cool. yeah, I mean you've got to remember as well it was in the 70s yeah, so there were yeah. certain things that they could get away a with a bit and,
2: cheesy
1: yeah that kind of thing but it was just I mean the whole film itself was a complete change I mean we were going through we uh, the, the <laughs> cinema world was going through some brilliant brilliant changes because I mean mm. you'd have the exorcist so you'd exciting. have the godfather Yeah. I wish i Been there, like well, it was. I must admit, it was. I was only a kid, but you know, it was, it was the world was getting to be an exciting place again because I guess, you know, the wars were finishing, relaxed, and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, sent to see a lot more, so they were trying out mm. these stories that were a lot more exciting. I guess we we are getting that now. I've, we've had a bit of renaissance in my lifetime as well in terms of like mm. everything that they've done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe yes. but yeah. there's something about practical effects that I think are mm. much more impressive mm. and not better, like that's the wrong word I don't want to diss on effects teams because they do spectacular jobs.
2: Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they do. They do. But it's
0: just, I think it's it's very impressive to watch like a thing happened that someone's, mm. like, built. Yeah. And Jaws I, I
1: agree all with that. That, and that is... They yeah. don't have
0: to rely on CGI. If that shark was CGI, they mm. would be like, cool, get as much shark in there as possible, mm. and forget the story, but because the story of these three people and their relationship being built, I had no idea who these people were and what their relationship was. It was such a joy to watch it unfold and, like, there were some things I was a bit confused about. I was like, oh, is that Brody's kid in the bay? Is that why I'm meant to care? Because, like, the thing is, it didn't even have to be Brody's kid at that point. The shark was scary enough and a threat enough to everyone that I was like, that could be any child and I'm still frightened for them all. Um, And
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, it, well, I, I, just, to, just to jump in there with, with, yeah, with, with Brody's kid, I think it's the fact that, you know, you've got the whole setup of the mayor saying to the old man with his kids, nobody's swimming, go in the water, it's safe. So everybody goes in. Then, of course, you've got the mock shark coming through. And, of course, what happens before the mock shark, you get Brody saying to his kid, don't go in the sea, go in the boating pool, thinking that he's going to be safe. Well, if he's just sent him straight towards the shark.
0: It's so clever. I I sat there and I was like, oh, oh, can the shark not get into the boating pool then? And my dad was just literally like, wait and see. And I was like, oh,
1: fuck. (laughs) Wait and see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Yeah, this is the the thing because you just think, oh, the kid's going to be safe. But no, no. And I love it. I mean, yeah, I must admit at the cinema at the time, when the shark came up behind the guy in the boat, people did laugh a bit. And then when the leg started coming down, I thought, and a lot of people thought, oh, but it's just the body just dropping. But as soon as you, the leg turned and it's just ripped off, yeah. the entire audience just went, whoa! Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a little bit more yeah, uh, of <laughs> yeah. the person. You know, still him being intact, not just his leg. Yeah, But it was, it, was, it was wonderful, that. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, it was, just, it was so well made. So well-crafted, yeah. the casting alone. I mean, going back to, um, uh, I've forgotten the lady's name who, who played uh, the mother of the kid, who turns up in the black. But the casting is so good, from the moment that you see her on the beach with the son, you know that she's had that child at an early age, you know? And you get to see the entire person's story immediately. That's her only child yeah. She had him at a late age. This is her husband who's really old as well. And then out of all the kids on the beach, the one that gets eaten is the one kid who sat with his mother because all the kids are playing together and he's a bit of a loner. And he goes out on the on the on the raft and he's the one that gets eaten. And it's really sad in a way.
2: Yeah. But the casting
1: is so brilliantly done. A lot of the people in the film are from Amity. They were the locals. And um, oh, cool. because of that you get this weirdness about them and the fact that they all talk the same they all behave the same and it's a bit like a wicker man effect you know where it's the fact <laughs> yeah. that these are the locals but instead of people trying to be local he used the locals and it and it's they're just wonderful because they're so quirky but the the whole the whole piece itself when you look at other shark films i mean at the time it did inspire a lot mm-hmm. uh, things like orca the killer whale which is an appalling Richard Harris film, I have to admit. <laughs> I still went to the cinema to see it. Uh, there was a film called Tentacles, which was about a giant octopus, which was dreadful, oh, but I still went to see it. And the, the good thing about Tentacles was it, it finished with uh, them, them sort of like sending big killer sharks out into the ocean to get it and so it was just a a big big rubber octopus fighting with sharks and it was a bit shit (laughs) but I still watched it I I still watched it but there's loads of them but there's another one that I haven't been able to find there's one called Mako The Jaws of Death and it's about a guy who can yeah it's it's about a guy who um, not so much talk to the animals but he can sort of like work with sharks and communicate with sharks and they'll protect him and i thought it sounded like a bit a bit crap but too crap to watch but then i read about it and there's it's he's a loner from the vietnam war who can communicate with sharks and then an evil scientist and a man who owns a strip club and wants to use the sharks in the strip routine try and steal his sharks
2: Take well my money
1: that yeah right now precisely i've been <laughs> hunting through amazon trying to find it And I will find it. That film will be mine.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: I mean, just the fact that, you know, sharks in a strip routine. Brilliant. Who cares? I don't even care about the stripper. Yeah. Don't care about this. I mean, I wouldn't care about the stripper anyway, unless he looked like Bob Hoskins, but, you know. Um, But, yeah, but sharks in that, it just sounds absolutely awful. That's but truly really wonderful at the same time. And you look at the cast list, and it's not like a cheap cast list. It's a proper made movie. Oh you know? wow! So even better, even better. Oh so that's God. what I'm gonna look for. But there were so I many. I mean, I haven't. There's a lot of shark films now. I haven't seen. I have to admit, mm. I've only seen bits of Sharknado one, two, three, and God knows how yeah, many. I- yeah. I
0: was surprised at the success of Sharknado. It must have been down to the marketing. Because also you you well, you look at Sharknado and and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> dumb shark movie. And I'm like, please, please, this yep. is like low tier dumb shark movie. Like, mm. oh, sharks in a tornado with actual actors that you've heard of. No, 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 mm. no, no. You want to get yourself over to Ghost Shark, who can embody <gasps> any stretch of water. Be that a paddling pool, a water slide, a cup of coffee, ghost shark is there because he is a ghost shark. And I'm writing that one beautiful. down. Beautiful,
1: ghost <laughs> it's shark. So good. Oh, I'm looking at that one.
0: It's where brilliant. can I find
1: ghost shark?
0: I can't remember where we watched it. I think we might even have it on DVD. Like that's the kind of people we are. But um, I like on- your style. Those sort of uh, maybe the Sci-Fi Channel or something like yeah. that, but they they show them a lot every now and then. There's been, yes. and then you have your odd like good shark movie that comes out. Mm-hmm. Like people try and make, uh, was it re- um, Reef? Is that it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Was yeah, that there's
1: a movie? A, yeah, there's a one over not overboard, but there's one where a couple fall overboard and. Yeah. yeah
0: one of them, I can't remember which one, there's a bunch of them that were made. One of them capitalized on the idea that a really scary bit in jaws I oh, just made myself bleed, oh A really scary they bit are. in jaws is when he's in the cage mm. and he's just looking out into the sea. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course the shot comes and then he comes up from behind, blah blah blah. What yeah. one of those I think it might be the reef, what one but what one of these it might be black water. No, it's not like water. Um, no. What one of these movies does is basically that. So there's four people that are just stuck in the ocean, and there's a shark, and just a lot of the movie is there's only one pair of goggles, and they take it in turns to put the goggles on, and they'll just go under the water and just look oh, out. Right. So it's just really long takes of just looking out into the ocean. That's okay. really scary because you're yeah. sat there like anything that moves, you're yeah. like. Oh, God, is it a yeah. shark? Um, yeah. Very, very clever. Because then, of course, you have the thing where it starts coming towards you and it's not just pops up and it's not a jump scare. Yeah. It's like, ah, there's a shark coming! Oh, God, Yeah, you know? Which is much scarier. Well, so this is true. I yeah. like that the sort of obsession of the shark movie hasn't died down yet. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't think in terms of story, they've managed to uh, trump Jaws yet. I've not really seen well, Deep I... Blue Sea. I watched The Meg. I thought it did a really good job at what it was trying to do. Like I really enjoyed it, but um, it was a perfect example of if you have a CGI shark, all of a sudden it doesn't work. Yeah. And I liked how like diverse the cast was.
1: (laughs) I I agree. I mean, I have to admit. I mean, I think that was. Primarily down to the, the the money that was in the film, but mm. it was nice to see that it wasn't just all you know, on a beach in Florida or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it was so like. And
0: it was massive homages to Jaws as well. Like, oh yeah, um, yeah. I,
1: I went to the cinema to see it, and I I I, I hated every minute of it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but my my friend Gerard, uh, who went with me, he he loved it because he loves that kind of stuff he knows that it's crap and everything but he, he had a good laugh thing. so he keeps watching it on sky
0: yeah yeah you know, it is right. that this thing jaws you have to sit mm. down and give it the attention that it deserves because it's an mm. excellent piece of filmmaking and storytelling the mm. meg is like a good shark movie yeah <laughs> like,
1: yeah it is it's just I a really fun fun it. film Yeah, you know, that um, was it. it was just a fun film there will be a part two it's bound to be a part five. Yeah. I would say <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And I'll uh, watch it. Well, yeah, um, this is, but I then mean,
0: the shallows with I think Blake Lively was shit. It was yeah. so shit. Um, I don't think that's I've just seen Blake Lively shower. versus a shark. But like, but
1: I mean, if you, if you bad. want really really bad shark movie, Jaws, The Revenge, Jaws Four, <laughs> is appalling.
0: Is that the one with Michael Caine?
1: Yeah. It's the one where the I think it's the nephew of the shark that was blown up in Jaws turns up to uh, travels the whole length (laughs) of America uh, to find Sheriff Brody's wife because Sheriff Brody is dead and Sheriff Brody's (laughs) wife who had nothing to do with the killing of the shark uh, (laughs) yeah sharks just they really hold a grudge so uh, he travels all the way down uh, to the Bahamas and finds her. And I think he actually jumps out of the water and, and attacks a helicopter. I can't remember that one. But it was rubbish. It was rubbish. It's one of the longest films I've ever seen. Um, because it's just rubbish. Part three I saw in 3D with the glasses. Nice. And it's it's not a bad... No, it's a bad film. But it's, it's watchable. It's, but it's, it's enjoyable. It, it's better than part two. I, I always look at sequels. I compare my sequels. Everybody does like you know, like you scream where they, they talk about the, the, the sequels. Uh Godfather Two is possibly better than Godfather One. I will not like
0: I did I couldn't get to Godfather One so You're I never joking. made it to two.
2: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Well, I to... get
0: so controversial but I was watching The Godfather and I was just like, eh But like I don't like gangster movies, so
1: Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Like, this well, isn't yeah. for me. Fair enough. Well part two is even longer. Oh, uh nice. you probably wouldn't like but I loved it. <laughs> But having said that, as I say, Exorcist is possibly my favourite horror film. It's um, heated itself
0: to my top five yeah, out of nowhere after just, years of yeah. not watching
1: it. It's a beautiful... And it's, a, again, like Jaws, as you say, it's a well-made film. The acting yeah. is, is bob-on because it's not so like, oh, we're making a slocky horror film. No, they mm. were making a film. Yeah. And they've got it right. and in, As an adaptation of the book, it's very close to the book as well. That's cool. Uh, It's it's wonderful. And the the books, I advise, well, yeah, I can recommend you to to read the book. I do really want to read it. Part two. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, no, sorry. No,
1: go on. You carry on.
0: No, I was just going to say that, like, as I said, I've never really seen Jaws as a horror film. Mm. But then yesterday I did. I realised why it's a horror film. Um,
1: Because it horrifies you it is yeah, very it's tense. Really scary
0: yeah it is it's pretty tense it is scary yeah
1: not just uh, not just the gore but it is like with exorcist which I, as i say mm. it, what is possibly my favorite horror film part 2 have you seen part 2 of the exorcist no Don't. no it's absolutely <laughs> appalling it's one of the waste wasting time part 3 of the exorcist is one of my favorite horror films it is absolutely really? if you love horror yeah. Sit one, and watch The Exorcist this? part three. No, that's nice. the T V series. No. Ah, uh okay. the film is uh, George C. Scott and it's actual actually the, the based on the book Legacy, which was the book that came out after Exorcist. Um oh, cool. It's it's the same, it's Bazuzu again. But it's nice. a bit tacky. But Love it. And there's a couple of special effects where you go, Oh, really? But the film itself, not only does it have possibly the most frightening scene I've ever seen on film that made me jump out of my seat again and again every time I watch it, it just terrifies me. But it's also there's uh, the actor Brad Dourif is in it, and he he gives a monologue to uh, to camera. He's he's one of the possessions basically, and he gives a monologue to camera, and it is one of the most well written. Beautiful monologues, and the acting is superb. Why on earth he didn't get an Oscar, I'll never know. I'm sat yeah, here twiddling me with pen because I'm so excited. <laughs> but it is absolutely, it's well worth it. Exorcist 3 is well nice. worth it. And if you do watch it, watch out for the bit in the corridor with the nurse in the hospital late at night.
0: I think that I thought that that was Gina Davis as the nurse because I've, oh. I've briefly seen that bit where she goes into a room mm. And then she comes out of the room, followed mm. by someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: When oh. you watch the whole scene, and it goes on for about 10 minutes, the whole scene. Oh, wow. Until that bit. Boy, I leapt, I leapt off, off my chair. It was pretty. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so Some sequels are good, as I would say. But the, the, the Jaws sequels weren't. The Jaws sequels just weren't. And also, um, going back to Jaws, because it was so good, kind of tainted everything I watched. After that. Oh, really? It had to be as good as that. That's and
0: fair. I think well, we should hold movies up to a yeah. standard. Like, they yeah. take so much time and money. Mm. Have, have the, de- like, the decency to make them good. Like- well, yeah,
1: precisely. Precisely. Don't rush them out. Mm. You know, take time with them. You know, audiences aren't as stupid as, as I think people think. Yeah. And when you look at the, the films that have been very successful over the years... I mean, not just the, the the sci-fi films. I mean, the Avenger movies have been huge,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: the running time of the last Avengers movie was three hours. Yeah, three and a half hours. It's roughly the same as Lawrence of Ale- uh, of Arabia. Maybe <laughs> yeah. said the wrong word, there. Lawrence <laughs> of Arabia, thinking of the wrong film. Um, but um, so an audience will sit for that length of time. And yeah. also, the other thing is, in old olden days, in the olden days. Uh, they used to have an intermission, so half an hour and a half into a film, you could get off and get an ice cream. Literally,
0: we they don't were do that, about that The other yeah. day, it, and I don't understand why they don't do it. Because there was, I grew up watching all the old movies, and I I rewatched Gone with the Wind when it came mm. back into cinemas for the anniversary, oh, and it was a joy to watch. And mm. I understand that it's problematic today, but it had an interval, and that was mm. great because I could get off and stretch my legs and get another drink, and it was fine. Mm so when the Avengers came out there were all these jokes online about people being like oh god how are we gonna like watch this movie that's three hours long and obviously me and my friend literally talked about it where we were like they clearly if they thought about it they could have structured it so they could have an interval because mm. it's not like they just cut Gone with the Wind in half. They lead mm. up to something that has a, a, a definite ending and then they reopen with, like, a new chapter. And mm. they could have done that with the Avengers mm. Um quite easily if they wanted oh, yeah. to, but they didn't. They just went ahead with it and then they were like, mm. oh, it turns out it's, like, three and a half hours long. Enjoy. Mm. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> that's
1: the thing yeah I didn't see the last one at the cinema I must admit I've, not that I've gone off watching films at the cinema I like going when it's quiet and there's just me yes uh, we went to the three of us here went to see a quiet place at um up the road at South Ryansalip and it was anything but a quiet place yeah uh, five minutes the into trouble. the film twelve people arrive with nachos and popcorn and mobile phones and start talking yeah. Um, I just got up and left. Well, we all just got so up and left. It's so frustrating.
0: Like, we went to see Hereditary, and someone. Awful had film, like, sorry.
1: Carry oh, up. <laughs> controversial. I liked yeah. it. But yeah.
0: someone has clearly read something about the movie, and it was that classic mm. teenage boy that sat there on his phone oh, as if God. to be like, <laughs> I'm not scared. And as someone yeah. that worked in the London Dungeon, I'm like, that is the most obvious way of showing us that you are scared scared. because you're not even watching the movie and it's not because you're too cool it's Mm. because you're frightened Um, but he'd clearly heard something about the movie so like very early on he Mm. started going
1: oh no
0: it hadn't been established Mm. in the movie as a thing yet Mm. so we were like is he okay and then it got established as a thing and we were like oh he's trying to scare Mm. us Dude, timing is a whole thing in horror. If you wanted that to work, you needed to wait for it to be established in the world of the movie first and then do it in my ear. Otherwise, yeah. you just look really dumb.
1: Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's bless annoying. him. Bless Literally,
0: him. Was I was just like, um, get out.
1: Yeah. Was he on his own as well?
0: Oh, no. He had like an entourage of teenage girls that he could like throw his arm over them as they leave kind of thing. You know, you know the one... <laughs>
1: Yeah, thankfully I was never that one. I was never that one <laughs> at all. I didn't have a, an entourage of teenage boys either or anything. It was just just me and my copy yeah. of two thousand AD and that was it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've no, I'm just quickly going through hereditary, I really tried to like it. Mm. I thought the performances were good, I liked the way it was filmed. But I just didn't it just didn't I think I was I was expecting a lot more. I think because somebody had said it's the so like the um this generation's exorcist. They
0: really and I didn't
1: think it was.
0: Yeah, they really pushed yeah. it as a horror and um mm-hmm. like we handed our tickets in at the front and the woman went, Oh, mm-hmm. good luck. And we were like, Oh we spent more of that movie crying than we did screaming. Because yeah. we were like, This yeah. is heartbreaking. This is so upsetting, yeah. and both of us had recently lost someone and we were just like, This is oh. sad, this is a sad movie. Yeah oh god that's horrific but mainly it's sad so like Mm. it's scary in that it's like Mm. I really hope that that never happens to me but it wasn't Mm. scary like I'm gonna go and have nightmares like my friend always has nightmares after watching horror movies and she was like I didn't have nightmares instead I just lay there thinking what would that be like if that happened to me oh now I'm Mm. really really upset and I can't sleep because I'm so upset rather than I'm frightened
2: that yeah. Tony
0: Collette's going to be yeah. on my ceiling.
1: <laughs> that was the thing, because I, I was enjoying it, really enjoying it, and then suddenly it just started getting a bit too, oh, it's going a bit weird now. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's going down that route. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah.
0: Also, in my head, I've edited it so the last ten minutes of the movie no longer exists, so they go back like into it. the treehouse, yeah. and we see this like scarecrow, mm. and then the movie ends. Because, like, like I by that, that point, I was like, cool, I get it. I know what's going on. And then, like, mm. the woman from Handmaid's Tale stepped forward and is like, so basically, yeah. we're these people. We've been doing this. Yeah. He's involved this way. Yeah. This is what's And I was like, no, I, I get it. I get and it. <laughs> <laughs> she just kept yeah. talking. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Oh, that was great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. If it had finished there, I yeah. probably would have enjoyed it a bit more. But no, a little it bit. A bit. It just meh. got a
0: bit weird at the end. Um, yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned about Jaws mm. that I really want to just quickly Jaws get into also. is that shot, and it's very famous, and I've seen it a hundred times. But this time round, in the context of the movie, I was like, A, how do they even do that? And B, what an excellent piece of filmmaking! It is the bit that is literally a visualization of your stomach dropping. Like,
1: Sheriff Bo- Brody being uh, watching the shark and the dolly truck and pulling the focus at the same time. Yeah,
0: So clever. Yeah. And I've seen it a thousand times but seeing it this time I was like oh this is like this should be like number one on like cool shit they did in movies to like mm. visualise shit. Top 20. Yeah. And yeah. it, that's a great
1: title it's... by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I think you Took should use that title. Yeah, but it's a good one. You should keep it. I like <laughs> I'm gonna it.
0: Gonna get write a blog post with that.
1: Yeah, should um, do.
0: It's amazing. It literally mm. is like his heart's in his mouth, and that's what the camera does. The cat like mm. not even the acting. You could have a mannequin there, and just mm. the use of camera visualizes how a person feels, and that is yeah. so cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah. This this was the thing because that shot it's iconic now. I mean it is just it was the first time it had been used, I believe. It was invented for the the, the for the film. A bit like with the steady cam for The Shining with with uh, Kubrick. A lot of the nice. steady cams were invented for the film. That's why you get all the lovely shots. I also think I could talk about The Shining for hours. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's another it's one I need
0: to film. rewatch. And I watched oh, it yeah, years ago and I was like I do not see the fuss. <laughs>
1: Yeah, young people don't like it. As you get older, you appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's still it's still a wonderful film. Um, again, I saw it when I was too young to see it, but I, I loved it. But going back to that tracking shot, I do believe it was used by having um, uh, the camera on a dolly truck, so it's going towards him. But at the same time, they were either pulling in focus or letting out focus of the lens. One of the two, zooming in and zooming out, so you get the. So close. I don't know why I'm doing. I'm doing this with my hands because I can see you on the screen. I'm I'm doing that with my hands, but when you're listening to this, dear listener, imagine me doing this with my hands. You can't tell what I'm doing. Yes, lots of frantic hand movements, like I'm waving, like I'm drowning from a shark attack, kind of thing. Um, But that effect was just absolutely incredible. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I mean, now they use it on adverts and all kind of things, but at the time, and that's what I, I agree with you totally. Especially with horror, is using practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen. I said I was going to talk about him, and I will. Go. Uh, Andy Nyman and Jeremy Dyson's Ghost Stories. I don't know if you've seen that. The I saw
0: the on stage, and I saw right. the movie, and right. I. I'm not gonna. I did. I couldn't watch it properly because I was alone and I was really scared. So like, that's
1: a good sign. I'd rather you say that than say I didn't like it kind of thing. Because yeah, no, you know, no, no, I mean, if, if people don't like it, they don't like it. You know, and it's good to discuss it. But I loved it. I, was loved too it. Scary. I absolutely loved it because I
0: remembered it. watching it on stage as well. Yeah. And I watched. I mainly watched mm. the carpet. Uh, Below me than the stage because I was just like, This is so
1: stressful, I can't. Yeah, well, this is it. Well, apart from I think it's one or two little pieces, which was just to clean up uh, uh, frames, that all the special effects are practical. Oh
2: my god,
1: there's very, very little CGI, and that's what I love about it because whatever they can do on stage, they can do on film, and they can do here, there, and it's so effective. the bit with you know the 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 toys in the in the cot falling apart and reassembling and this that and it just i have to admit it did scare the bejesus out of me i watched this half of thing. it behind behind <laughs> yeah, my hand and was i what would I to do. yeah i only saw it what last year A year well it only came out two years ago so i mean it was ago, what yeah. 53 54 years old and i thought i'm past this sitting down to watch films through my fingers i'm, I'm big enough now but no Ghost Stories. Moment it started, uh, just petrified. You should watch it again.
0: I think I will. It's funny because because Ghost Stories is one of those movies, but in the best way possible, where it's like something's gonna happen. So it gives you time to cover your eyes. Mm. I didn't find I was covering my eyes watching Jaws because I was just mm. you. You're not expecting any of the jump no. scares. And I was genuinely interested in what was happening and I couldn't Mm. look away. So that's why I was screaming instead because I still had to release, but I couldn't look away. So I was just like, ah, instead. Well, yeah,
1: this is it. This is the the beauty of it because, I mean, it's like, again, going back to the boat where Richard Dreyfus is in the water and, uh, you know, he finds the the tooth and pulls that and just before the head comes out. Yeah, and it's the fact that when I, I remember as a kid thinking... The shark's going to come out. The shark's yeah. going to come out of that hole. That's what it's going to be. Nothing more. Or he's going to swim off with the tooth. blah blah No. Man's head with eye falling out. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it. And absolutely petrified. And that's the beauty of it. It gives you you scares that you, you don't expect. Yeah. That you're, you're building up for something, but you don't know what. And also, because... It did influence in some ways Alien as well. Apparently, the original pitch for Alien was Jaws in Space. But if you watch Alien, which is uh, every time you see the alien, it's changed. So, you, you, when you first see it,
2: oh. your
1: imagination's working on what it's going to look like the next time. Oh, well, of course, it doesn't look like anything like that. And the next time, and the next time. Every time you see it, it's changed, so you're not expecting what you see, which is a brilliant, brilliant uh, effect that really Scott had come up with a brilliant idea. But of course, that had come from Jaws, from the fact that our big rugby shark's so shite, <laughs> let's not see much of it. So they kept it to a minimum, so they had to use other effects to, yeah. to imply the, the, the fear uh, from that. And that in turn comes from Hitchcock, from his use of just music and tempo atmosphere. and atmosphere and everything because yeah. i love i mean i could sit here and talk about hitchcock all day long as well another one that i absolutely absolutely love uh, but yeah and anything i mean as again going back to psycho psycho still frightens me it's just yeah. the tension and i don't know when the last time was that you saw psycho but it still works it's still a Still a great film, Psycho Two. No, apart from the ending, <laughs> the ending is fantastic. Of Psycho Two, if, yeah. you, if you remember. Oh that. no, I haven't
0: seen Psycho Two. Oh, I
1: won't tell you the ending then, because <laughs> it's it, the film's a bit pants. But the ending's one of those. Whoa, I didn't expect that. Kind ah, of thing. That's cool. So that's all. Yeah, but it's not worth yeah. sitting two hours through. I have to admit, I have to admit, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah. beauty of 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 Jaws. I mean, it must have cost them. A, exactly. Well, it did cost them a fortune, and the yeah. the they, you know, they went over production times because of the 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 shark, and which I believe was called Bruce. I yeah, think they nicknamed it Bruce. Lawyer. Yeah, yeah, they named him that. But uh, it was just you know just just a wonderful, wonderful film that changed everything. I mean, it became that it was the first summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So after that, they started that. releasing films, but. Though I do feel that blockbusters now are just popcorn movies. They're not,
0: yeah, it's, not anything else. It, it's funny how it's changed again. And I, this is the thing. like Jaws is one of those movies that like, they were trying new things and they were being progressive and they were introducing actors that went on to be huge stars. And they mm. it's the kind of movie that you can't help like Psycho, like Singing in the Rain, like The Exorcist, you can't help but be like, oh, and did you know this about it? Like, it comes with a bunch of stories from the set and Mm. because it was a real journey to make it. I'm sure you could talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and be like, Mm. oh, yeah, this was fun about it. But in my head, it's almost more like a video game than it is a movie Mm. because it just got made to be slot in with all of these other movies.
1: It's funny that you should say Ant-Man and the Wasp. It is a particular favourite of mine, purely to say there's no need for Ant-Man and the Wasp, apart from the end credits, where they do the little bit to tie in with Infinity.
0: The Avengers. And that's it. I hated
1: Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: I'm not. I've not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, because a lot of MCU Hmm. movies I didn't see. I, like, Googled, like, what I need to watch before Infinity War. Right. And I just, like, did that. Um
1: It's yeah, you don't need that man of the waffle. I'm a huge yeah. as you may be able to tell, the listeners can't see shit. But uh <laughs> behind me on my wall I've got a couple of uh, D C and Marvel over that side and big D C there and Oh yeah. There's a Queen's Rights album just behind me as well that I've been <laughs> listening to. Uh so yeah, so I'm huge on on that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I did watch all the Marvel Universe stuff, but some was better than others. Mm but the Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't needed apart from the the last bits but you were right with it I mean with the the actors and the the names that they were using because first of all they they were planning on using Charlton Heston as Sheriff Brody yeah
0: I read that and Spielberg didn't want it because he was like if you walk in and see Charlton Heston versus the shark you know that he'll win and the shark will lose and it's so true I remembered that fact when I was watching it when like Brody shoots at the shark Mm. or something and I was like Mm. You're right. There's something about this actor that I'm like, he could lose. They could yeah. all die right now, and oh, like, yeah. I wouldn't know. But if it was like the modern equivalent of Chris Pratt or Jason Statham, you knew yeah. that Jason Statham was going to win against the Meg. Yeah. Whereas um, whoever, even yeah. I, I had no yeah. idea who Richard Dreyfuss was. He was the only right. person I was like, I think that's a name that's like I should know because I think yes. he's like a, a person. Um, I assumed that he played Brody because I knew that Brody no. was the main character.
1: Yeah, Troy um, Schneider.
0: And it was still only when I looked mm. after looked at the cast list afterwards that I was like, oh, still don't really know who any of these people are, and maybe that's me being ignorant or the fact nope. that it was seventy five. But I think that's quite nice. I like it when, not, you know, not to go so far as Disney, where he's like, hey, uh, Andrea Carlotta or whatever her name was who played Snow White, and he was like, you're not allowed Mm. to be in anything else ever again because Snow White needs to be Mm. an iconic voice that's not heard anywhere. Um, Fuck that, that's uh, monstrous. But it's nice, like the Blair Witch, they were like, we want absolute unknown, so you could believe Mm. that these people have genuinely gone missing. That kind of vibe. Mm.
1: Well, this is it because he he didn't want names that were going to detract too big, mm-hmm. but at the same time they did want names so that people would go, "Oh, I've seen that in a film." So of course mm-hmm. you got Roy Schneider who was in uh, French Connection, who was Popeye Doyle, uh, Gene Hackman's um, partner in French Connection. He'd also, I think, I don't know if he'd done Marathon Man by then. I don't think he had. I think Marathon Man was afterwards. But you know, so he wasn't hugely known, but he was known, uh, and also he brought this. Great just normality to him. I mean, when mm. they're comparing scars on the ship, when Dreyfus and Robert Shaw are comparing scars and then, of course, Brody lifts up his shirt to look at his appendix scar kind of thing. And that like sums up the kind of character of Brody, the fact that he's just an everyday everyday person he's got no tales he's got nothing to talk about but he's a sheriff and he's probably had a great time in new york and probably probably a brilliant police officer and then of course you got richard Dreyfus who again had been offered the role but wasn't going to take it uh because he wanted something different and he just done the apprenticeship of duty kravitz which is a great film but not a popular film it's more of an art not an art film but it's more of an adult film Mm-hmm. Uh, so to speak, and he'd seen uh, a preview of it after filming it, and he thought his performance was so bad he'd never work again. So because of that, he rang up Spielberg and said, "If that job's still going, I'll take it." And that's the only reason he took Jaws because he thought Dody Kravitz was going to be awful. As it was when they f- started filming, Dudy Kravitz, the reviews went off the hook, as the as the kids say oh, today, wow. and there were glowing glowing reports for. Uh, Dreyfus about how brilliant he was, which of course really pissed off Robert Shaw. So, uh, so him being Quinn and him being Hopper, you, it, it does help with this all, like the fact that they don't get on too well yeah. together. But yeah, Robert Shaw was really pissed off with that. Yeah, but uh, it's just amazing how they got the cast together. Uh, that Lorraine uh, Lorraine Gray, who plays yep. um, Mrs. Brody, her husband was the president of Universal Studios. And she was the first one that was approached because they were the first people that were, that were involved. So she was the first bit of casting, basically. Oh and it wasn't God. a nepotistic, nepotistic thing. My wife wants to be in a movie, kind yeah. of thing. It, yeah. it was a case of she was the, the ideal choice. You know, so she was on board first, and then it was trying to fit everybody fit else around in. Her, you know, and I'd, I do cool. think the casting, there isn't a weak bit of casting. Even the guy that walks out of the, um, the shop with a pipe... And, and some groceries and a, yeah. and a sailor's hat and he stands there and does nothing and then walks around and off and it's you just think who the fuck is that and what is he doing but it yeah. still fits in he well fits. with it It yeah. fits perfectly because you just think oh he's one of the locals you know kind of thing but it's just it is for that it is you know the, it is a perfect movie this, the I've had more time to sit and I really love this because you've given me the chance to sit down. I've watched yours three times since the weekend. Uh, Because it was actually on Sky Movies the other night and just walked into the living room and my mate Jared was watching it. So I thought, Oh perfect timing, I'll just sit down (laughs) and watch it again. Yeah. So I've watched it three times, so I've been able to look at the scenery and Mm. look at the detail of everything that was that was in. The set dressing is phenomenal. The costumes are phenomenal. You
0: really get the Everything. sense that it's set on this island, that it's yeah. in this, as you said, like Wicker Man. And I love that yeah. when something's just set in yeah. one place. Yeah.
1: That's all that you see is that island, which is Martha's Harbour, apparently. Oh, cool. Right in Massachusetts. I often wondered what Martha's Harbour looked like. It was on an episode of Family Guy. I <laughs> always thought, I wonder what it looks like. Not knowing, of course, it is Amity. But, um, nice. But yeah, but everything about it, and and the music, John Williams' music. I mean, that I think again changed film music. As with uh, with, I forgot, Elmer was it Elmer Bernstein who did uh, Psycho? I've forgotten oh no i
0: don't i can't remember uh
1: but the psycho as soon as you hear psycho you know you know
0: exactly you know
1: exactly what film it is i I would argue
0: yeah this is up there this is one of the most famous film scores and famously spielberg was like what have you got for me for my shark john and he played it to him and spielberg was like haha very funny but like genuinely what have you got for my shark and he was like oh this like sorry i thought it was good I found it really interesting that of course every time the shark's there it is like kind of thing. But then every time it cuts back to the three men like doing something, mm. it's quite jovial. It's like Yeah,
1: it's like the old British nautical films. Yeah. And everything. It's all like the big galleon ships and this
0: music out of context, I would not have a clue that it was from Jaws. Yeah
1: this is it because it's quite jolly light music so it it's really sort of like British uh, classical music from the 1920s and yeah. 30s it's just that nice lifting music you know, mm-hmm. you're quite and, right then, and the then
0: comes back and it's boom, like boom, oh boom, god boom, boom. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah but it's just that it. <laughs> but it is you You quite like those simple notes that just imagine them being John Williams saying this is what I've what I've got for you so, oh, I don't really like it <laughs> don't like All it alright we'll go back and put a violin in it then <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, just uh, oh, just little iconic. things like that. Yeah, yeah. It was wonderful. I just say I could talk for hours about yours because you literally though. Cause, thank you so much hey, for choosing thank you. it. Like it's all right. It
0: was. I mean, look at most of my notes are just ah,
1: just <laughs> all the time. I like um. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, oh. and thank you so much because I haven't. I had a blog that I started ages ago, and I haven't written for it for seven years. Uh, things happened,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, well, John being ill being one of them, so I stopped yeah. writing for that. Um, but this has inspired me to start writing again. So if I hope I hope you don't mind, but I'd oh, like okay. to write about this that we've yeah, we've discussed 100%. today. And it's just reignited my love of films because for years I started playing around about 1990. I got my first Nintendo. I was 25 years old and I got a Nintendo. And I'd much rather sit playing Nintendo or PS4 than watch a lot of television these days. And I have done for many years. So I've missed out on a lot of films. Mm. Um, but it's now, it's rekindled my, my love of the old films. So I'm going to go back and watch some some more of them. Just write about my passion of films. Because yeah. I was going to lead on from, it was either going to be Jaws, as you know, the list that I sent you. Uh, Earth Dies Screaming or bride of dracula brides of dracula um but also close encounters another one which i just loved so much Mm. just a film that i absolutely love that's
0: another one that i just i've done a lot of film watching quite horribly really to just tick things off lists Hmm. so close encounters was one i was like oh i know i need to see this because it's one or the other with me like I need to spontaneously come to a movie and then I'll fall in love with it and become obsessed with it whereas because yeah. I like had to sit down and watch Close Encounters I was like "Yeah, it was great now I get all the references done
1: yeah. whereas
0: I don't think back on it like oh my god it moved me or anything I'm just like mm. yeah it was good yeah, yeah. it was really good it was great it was yeah. great
2: so That's I need to go thing. back
0: again and watch it like properly like I watched Jaws where I was like what how is Jaws a horror what why is Jaws so good I don't understand yeah then I watched it and I was like aha Ah,
1: yeah (laughs) you understand that and Exodus 3 you'll have to watch that as well. yeah
0: thank you so much for coming this has been an absolute joy uh to finally watch Jaws properly do you have anything to plug and where can we find you on social media
1: uh on social media I'm on Twitter as Derry Bear I'm also I've also got a, a a blog uh, called The Bear and the Woods, but uh, which I haven't written anything for for seven years, but I'm going to start writing again. Um, so, yeah, I was about to start in Hirstbury tonight. Might be a little while before we do that again. So th- the best thing is, yeah, if you if you like me, if you want to follow me, then Twitter, Derry Burr, at Derry Burr, Dermot Canavan. And all my details are on there about my, my blog, uh, what I'm doing, uh i have an instagram page as well derry but uh, i have a play which was on in prague uh but because of the the, the global lockdown <laughs> isn't on in prague at the moment but hopefully we'll be getting back up and that's called uh third finger left hand which is my pride and joy it's about my sisters oh, um, that's really they're, they're cool. proud of that really really pl- proud of that play so yeah that's that's me there's not i For somebody that never stops talking, I'm very shy when it comes to (laughs) self-promotion. It's the worst
0: bit. I will link everyone to your pages and to your blog as well. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy Why This Film, why not head to iTunes and leave us a review? And you can now support Why This Film on Patreon from as little as £1 a month. Just head to patreon.com forward slash Why This Film Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast, on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast, and on Twitter at Why This Film Pod. If you'd like to come on the show and talk about your favorite childhood movie, email in to us at widestfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
2: Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want, this is what you get. What's up guys and gals and everyone
0: in between this is Tess from ongoing comic book discussion podcast the place where a fun gal like me dives into the world of comic books one adventure at a time join me every Wednesday as I review a new comic book topic with a fun guest I don't know if you know this but comic books rule dude
1: Have you been wondering, where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV, and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app, And check out Throwback Trivia Takedown.
2: I heard even Mikey
1: likes it.
0: Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select it here. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons 1 to 3. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout-out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Ferngully. With instant access to everything from Camelot, Ferngully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pyjama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Ferngully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee. And probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate. And thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love
2: chatting to guests and revisiting long-lost movies, and I hope you do too.